The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Yes, it is the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 237. And That's right. Still recovering. Uh, I think the flu is pretty much over, but well, the damage that. done to my throat and the cough that just is going to stay here for quite a while. Oh, boy. Oh, God, have I been hacking up some disgusting stuff. I just can't seem to get it all out. Ew, I did not need to know that. Awful. That's what happened when Trump uh, takes over health care. You know what they say, the show must go on. Well, yeah. So I figured I would spend this show just talking about that pop culture crap that I just so love oh, to a default. Lord. So well, uh, I did not see the Captain Marvel movie, even what? though I, I now did. know the entire plot. <laughs> even I have seen the end credit scenes. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, you can probably find them yourself online. What? And uh, pretty lackluster there, too. No, but, it was uh, incredible. It, 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 All the descriptions and whatnot uh, sounds pretty much what I expected. And I thought, well, I, I didn't expect the movie to be god-awful, but it I didn't expect great. it to be great or even good. And that oh, sounds stop that. pretty much it was excellent. how it was. It was nothing really spectacular. No. It's just horribly damaged. By how what? it was promoted, and of course, its star Brie Larson. Oh is my God! Awful person. No, and she's beautiful. Not likable at all. You're beautiful, Brie. And that's really puts quite a stink on the movie. This Ew, has happened that's before. Disgusting. Uh, even with the stars of the other Marvel movies, uh, Chris Evans has said a lot of stupid things. Mark no, Ruffalo, even more so. It's brilliant. Uh, but in the case of Chris Evans, he did a fantastic job as Captain yes, America. Yes, he did. And uh, be a hard one to replace. Oh, I, yeah. I imagine at some point they'll revisit the character down the road. Oh, that's going to be um, I don't know if we want to see that. But yeah, he'll be a tough one to beat. Now, mm. granted, his attitudes, I think, came more to the surface on his way out. Rather than before he's even introduced here, but there goes the the thing. It appears that between the two, Chris Evans is a bit smarter than Brie Larson. Oh no, not saying much. So anyway, oh my God, that's just outrageous. Well, I did see the movie, and it is oh. fantastic. And what an, an important compliment to open on the day of International Women's Day. That's really oh, significant, yeah, well. and it really puts things forward. And it teaches little girls out there that they can grow up to be Captain Marvel, too. Well, they can't. Well, yes, they can. No, See, you're, just, you're, you're re- one of those misogynists oh, that just God. wants to hold them back. And if anything we learned from that film is that you can't hold back Captain Marvel. No, you can't. Yeah. You can try. But you're only gonna be hitting yourself in the end. Yeah, well, Captain Marvel's a fictional character, Lefty, oh, and uh, I, nobody, I little girl or otherwise, is going to grow up with uh, the superpowers and be able to shoot well, you know, ray beams it, out of their it, hands and fly around gosh. and all that crap. And not gonna happen. I, I mean, maybe. Oh, no. But I'm dubious. That's the, it, 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 metaphorically speaking. It's it, Captain Marvel could be an inspirational superhero 
They're little girls. I mean, you boys have had all these other characters, and now finally, finally, girls get a character that they can look up to. That's that's powerful. It's strong and independent. And that's that's really what what matters, you know. For the first time ever, we finally get something like that for for girls. Yeah, well, they already had Wonder Woman, well, and that, that uh, the, the other Marvel movies had uh, super powered women in them. Like who? Uh, the X Men, of course, had those. Well, and that uh, we've had other either. super women over the years. We've had a, a, an Electra movie, had a Catwoman movie. Nobody uh, watched it. You had Supergirl all the way back in the eighties, too long ago. And then uh, other uh, sci fi fantasy uh, superhero women. Going all the way back to the late 70s with Alien and Ripley. Well, that doesn't uh, count. And then, of course, in Terminator, you had Sarah Connor. Doesn't like that. Count. And then you had all these other uh, franchises that have come and gone, and none of these people that uh, write these articles saying that uh, Brie Larson is the first feminist superhero she because is. a woman and all that sort of crap. She is. Uh, they, they forget all about uh, uh, Kate Beckinsale and her underworld Who? pictures, and then there was Amelia uh, Jovovich in the uh, Resident Evil movie. She did Nobody six saw of those that. films. No. And uh, there she was, count. a superpower powered uh, hero in those movies and so well, the idea that this has never been done and it now has, it's time and this is a groundbreaking achievement and all that sort of is just an absolute lie oh my god that's outrageous now there's certain estrogens we could put on all of those that just goes to show that you don't know what you're talking about first of all this is the first female-led Marvel movie. And Marvel's the shit, you know? That's what we're saying. That's what really matters. All those other movies, well, they tried, you know, good for them, but that doesn't mean anything. And besides Wonder Woman, well, you know, Gal Gal Gadot refused to let her armpit hair grow out. I mean, she had shaved armpit hair, uh, armpits in, in, in that movie, and it was just awful. And plus, well... She served the Israeli military. I mean, how uh, how shameful is that? So not shameful at all. It's you know, she's just not the one to look to. Bree, Bree is the face of the stuck path of living. Yeah. Well, needless to say, Captain Marvel has stirred up quite a bit of conversation, hasn't Oh he? yeah, for the better. And apparently that was necessary because the movie is pretty lackluster. No. So, uh, you need all this movement stuff to uh, kind of get distracting. The problem is, is that tends to bite you on the ass. Oh, Just please. talk to Ghostbusters about it. Talk to that Star Wars movie. about it. Star Wars. Good. What? Lord, it's still amazing what happened there. What? And uh, insulting your audience and taking them for granted. Never happened. It's just not a good idea. It didn't happen. So how much could this possibly hurt? We don't know yet. We'll see what the money brings in. It's I expect the movie to still be profitable. I don't oh, think it can that. bomb yeah. as bad as Solo did. No, no, uh, that, that was just an aberration. And, but going forward, uh, what is the attitude and templates for these movies going forward w- with Marvel? It's on the and right if course. This is the pathway they want to take. Good. Then I see a, a dismal future. Oh, good luck. Franchise. How much damage this could do None. to Endgame? Uh, I'm not certain. I mean, uh, spoilers, the, the end credit scene does reveal uh, the Avengers are meeting with Captain Marvel. She That's appears right. as they are investigating the uh, pager device that Nick Fury had at the end of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And he vanished, and then there was the, the pager still giving off the signal to Captain Marvel. And then there she is. Where's Fury? And that's that. Now, 
at what point in the story of Endgame does that take place? I mean, it's being said that the movie is going to clock in in about three hours. So, uh, boy, this could be already an hour and 30 minutes into the story when this scene might take place. Or it may indicate that it's already taken place and she's on the team. All throughout the movie, and I don't know. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, the big fear is that she's the big Mary Sue. Oh, stop. Uh, you know, was it Deus Ex Machina? Oh, please. That's going to come in and save everything. And, yeah, uh, defeat, well, so uh, what if she does? Thanos with but a wave of her hand, and it's over and done with. And she's like, big deal. <laughs> well. And uh, that. It was really going to irritate Yeah, but if a bad did that, you'd be okay with it. Brie Larson went out of her way to really piss off people with her bigoted uh, sexist comments. And then she doubles down on them and all that sort of thing. She was just telling the truth. And so that people don't like her. And so now that the story is set up that uh, her airplane, the the call sign Avenger, is the inspiration for the Avengers. Uh, Nick Fury got the idea for that. that? Uh, The stupid thing about uh, where Nick Fury is kind of just sort of. His balls are cut off. Oh my god! <laughs> this version of him, and no. uh, he holds the cat while the well, women so do all the Someone fighting. had to hold the kitty, and then he loses his eye—not in the in the heat of battle or anything. But no, the no. cat scratched him in the eye, he gets an infection, and he loses it. T he isn't that silly? <sighs> That's the kind of crap that what? pisses people off. What? And it goes against things that are already established. Like and what? Come on. Make sense and all that, which is always dangerous to do prequels because you, you can mess up like that. But here you go out of your way to ruin it. No. And uh, that's not good. Not good at oh, all. Meanwhile, agenda pushing films and whatnot are excellent uh, and telling a good portion of the audience, more than half, that you're not welcome. Well, they're not. Uh, is just incredibly. Stupid. Well, you know, I I don't know about you, but I don't want money from racists and misogynists. I really don't. So, good for you, Marvel. Good for you. Yeah. Well, uh, other things uh, uh, come about in in this whole discourse over Captain Marvel, and a lot of it had to do with the uh, how the conversation is conducted online uh, through uh, the, the movie f- fan sites and this sort of thing and uh, uh, critics and uh, YouTube channels and oh boy a lot of it is this this constant divide like so especially when you look at the pages on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes where you will see the critic score uh, where, where there's a movie that uh, it, they score it very high almost to a hundred. And then the, you go over to the audience score, and it's extremely low. And, you know, you've well, been seeing this, uh, especially since Star Wars and the like. It's just a bunch of people who don't know and, what they're talking about. Uh, you see that divide, and it shows up elsewhere, and comparing to uh, professional crit- critics, if you will, and yeah. then these amateur critics who have YouTube channels and that sort of thing, who I'll build up a rather large following, and they still look down upon them. Uh, as if they don't have any points uh, to make. But when it's that huge of divide, something's not right. You know, how can it be that, that, that wide between the two? Well, and so the, the, the uh, accusation comes that, well, the professional critics are all a bunch of shells. Oh, please. And the term came to be access media. What? Uh, because to say they were outright 
uh, being paid oh, uh, comes please. across as ridiculous. Exactly. Uh, Thank you. But access media, that's what the payment is. You what? get access to studios. You get access to even directors and producers and sometimes even stars of well, these films and television shows. Well, yeah. And that's what it is. If you insult uh, them in the sense that, well, you know, this this film just wasn't any good. It, it was really bad. They screwed this up. That's not good. All that stuff. That guy is not going to get an interview with well, the stars. They're, they're pissed off at him. That's how that works. Yeah, it's just common sense. Yeah, but then they can't claim they're giving an absolute honest opinion well, on a particular film or, or show. Oh, says you. I mean, I mean who's really uh, saying things like this anyway? Well, there's an interesting uh, podcast that came from some guys... Uh, uh, from uh, Sci-Fi Wire, which is the Sci-Fi Channel's sort of entertainment uh, uh, magazine online, if you will, where they you know they report on what's going on out there in the sci-fi and fantasy realms of entertainment and all that. And uh, this uh, podcast was uh, listened to by a guy named Gary Buchler, who runs the Nerdrotic channel on YouTube. And uh, I highly recommend, uh, if you're interested in this sort of uh, genres of uh, films and shows and whatnot, to uh, subscribe to that guy's channel. Uh, he does a very uh, good show. He does a lot of live streams throughout the week. And, um, and he's a cool guy. But he hit upon this thing where he's another one. There's plenty of these YouTube channels where everyone's noticing this about the dishonesty of entertainment media as it comes to a covering uh, the the films and shows and is again with the score and the divide between audience score and the critical score, and uh, so there was this discussion on that nature as it pertains to now Captain Marvel, uh, with this sci-fi uh, podcast, and uh, Gary had it and he did the, the discussion on it and so I suggest you check out his video on it where it's, I think it's titled uh, Captain Marvel colon access media admits their access media or something along those lines and so here we go some clips from that where they're discussing this this whole uh issue well some people started to see it and then because there was some pun good brie larson was speaking with a, a sweet young child on the blue carpet yeah it's also nice it was very important yes for people who are upset uh, that Brie Larson talks about feminism and talks about inclusiveness right. in her yes. interviews. Uh, they had to undercut that. And the way they did it is that they started putting sort of negative review scores on Rotten Tomatoes, even though they hadn't seen the movie. Oh, my God. That's outrageous. Yeah, it'd be even more outrageous if, if, if that is what had happened. What? It didn't. This man is being deceptive or oh. he just doesn't know what he's talking about. What do you mean? Uh, the basic deal was. What? Rotten Tomatoes asked a question, a yes or no question. Yeah. Will you see the movie as it pertains to Captain Marvel? And a lot of people went on and said no. Well, now, of course, in the comment section, you could give your comment as to why. And a lot did, which dispels the myth that these, these were all Russian bots. Russian bots. Well, you, Russian bots. Every Very time something bots. goes doesn't go your way, well, it's the Russian bots did it. Yeah. Um, and so then uh, Rotten Tomatoes all of a sudden eliminated the, the whole thing where you can't do this anymore. And it's just well, good the, the whole idiocy over this is they're review bombing the movie before they've seen it. They weren't reviewing the movie. They were answering the question. And when you answer yes or no question, 
there's some good odds the answer could be no. Well. Which is what happened. And then, oh, they're all upset. You didn't say the right thing. So that needs to be taken away. Well, maybe that's for the better. The, the, the bottom line on it is, or at least sort of where we are right now, is that Rotten Tomatoes sort of took a, an action. They put a stop to it. You can't, they just got rid of that score and said you can't, you can't weigh in on this movie until it's out. Good. And that was that. And I, I think they should get for- rid of the fan reviews entirely. Okay. Elaborate on that. It's not a, it's not a right. But wait, wait, but crit- <laughs> they but run a website, reviews- they run a business and it critic reviews are critic reviews okay. and that's fine. Okay. But it, and listen, this is not to me saying fans can't have an opinion, but this is a tool yeah, is. that is obviously being abused more than it is being used constructively, yep. especially around particular films that you know, politically rub some people the wrong way for certain reasons. So I, I, it's why we can't ha- we can't have a nice thing. This right. thing is, would be nice if people used it the way it's supposed to be used, but exactly. no one is, so screw it. So if you don't agree with these guys, your opinion should not be allowed to be heard. Well, and yeah. so that's abuse, according well, to this yeah, man. In a way, and yes. if if a movie has a political bit to it, even more so, exactly, especially when you disagree with its political bit. Well, so you should. Uh, that is abuse. And so that's why you shouldn't ha- allow this sort of thing to happen. And you can't let this little riffraff come in here and well, answer a yes or no question with a no. Yeah, well, the shoe fits. Because I have a I have a take on this that I haven't I haven't heard. All right, so here's 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 the thing. Uh what I hear time and again and the reason why I I don't really engage but I do listen to people, they talk about, you know, the problems of, of access media. And they talk about it in a way that's very conspirator- conspiratorial, which I think is <laughs> not terribly realistic. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Totally burned you guys. Come on. Sure. <laughs> and that's what it is. I mean, you uh-huh. might as well get your tinfoil hats on yeah. and uh, sit there and uh, be all upset that the Illuminati's coming to get you and take your movies away. <laughs> So in that clip, the guy is just denying the concept of access media and that you're not getting an honest review uh, of these uh, shows and, uh, and films. And so that's his uh, statement there and to where he insults people to say they're all a bunch of conspiracy theorists and believing a bunch of nonsense. Exactly. Yeah. Except that's not what people said. You know, everybody's a shill. Everybody's getting that Disney cash. Oh, please! So here's the here's the actual reality. I was going right? to say, like, have you been here's, my mentions lately? Here's, like here's <laughs> where we actually are in the industry. If you want to talk about quote access media, every single person that wants to have access to things early, that wants to get access to things, so that traffic is drawn to their site, will on occasion. Everybody at this podcast, everybody in our industry, occasionally has to play softball. Occasionally has to. <laughs> You know, look the other way a little bit. Everybody has yeah. to do it. Wait, wait, which one is what? Like a movie in, in, that's in, bad in the sense or? that you know, I hated a movie, but I won't say that I hated the movie. Or a, an actor behaved a sort of way, and you don't want to, you know, get it put right. it out there that that happened, right? Because right. you might not get the next review, right? Next so gig. to some okay. degree, yeah. everybody in our industry that is a part of this quote unquote access media has to sort of decide which battles they want to pick. Right. Which are the right. ones where my voice is the one that has to get said. Right. Makes and I think to me. this is the source. This is the thing that people are aware of. I think that they blow it up to be larger than it really is. Right. But OK, let's let's acknowledge what I believe to be a truth, which is that. And as far well, a as minute ago, you said it was reviews and scores could be. 
I think in people's minds, ideally, is that they act as a kind of counterbalance to that because they're not beholden to anybody. They can just say what they want. Mm -hmm. The issue is that there are just very obvious movies that get chosen every time. You know, it's Ghostbusters 2016. It's The Last Jedi. It's Captain Marvel. It's, Uh. it's, you know, it's every single time you see it's the same thing. Well, if honestly... And to anybody who who thinks that Rotten Tomatoes shouldn't have done this, that that they really believe in the value of letting people know before the movie's even out that they're not interested, that they're trying to take a stand against something, trying to take a stand against um, corporate greed, corporate influence on access mm-hmm. media. If that's your beef, if that's your problem, then do that on every goddamn movie. Yes. Do it to every single one of them. That's there. right. God yeah. damn it. Uh, he's just... Going into bullshit territory what? here, uh, as if these blockbuster movies, because they're so popular, that's some kind of mysterious uh, flaw in this argument. Uh, is well, just absurd. Maybe so. Uh, the movies are popular, and these are people that are interested in those movies. And when they're bad, and then you have a bunch of people saying, telling you they're good and great and wonderful, and they're not. Well, uh, that, that that betrays a truth that you're not interested in admitting to. Now, well, the, the important thing here about Access Media, the guy just admitted to it. What? Yeah, originally he was talking about it was a conspiracy theory. It was nonsense. It was ridiculous. And then just like that, he turns around and admits the whole thing. It's got nothing to do with well, Disney cash. It's got to do with the access, and you just admitted to what the deal is. Now, come that on. you will say a movie is good when it isn't. That you no. will not talk about things you know about certain stars and what their attitudes are. Oh, and you know on. that Brie Larson is a bit of a snob here. It's blatantly obvious for anyone to see. But that kind of thing is that you will do to get what? To get what? Access. No, no. He just spells it out and admits it and then goes off on this tangent that, well, you guys aren't holding other movies accountable that don't merit anything because they're not that popular. No, no. no one's that interested in them. That's just. These are the blockbuster moneymaker franchises of Star Wars, of uh, the superhero movies and, and, and all that sort of thing. And that is what it gets more eyeballs and attention. That's why they're called blockbusters. So his point here uh, that you're you're not doing it to some small movie that no one even saw when it came out is ridiculous. Well, and uh, that's that. And besides, are you paying attention? You you're you're doing a show on Sci-Fi Wire. You're not paying attention to movies that don't involve uh, the fantasy genres. Uh, that are very popular, and especially in the summer blockbusters and that sort of thing, and these big franchises that are basically carrying the water for Hollywood at this moment. So without the superhero movies, Hollywood would be in the toilet. Oh, so, now, please. Uh, his point here is absolutely irrelevant and just very, very stupid. Now, but the on. most important thing here is... He just admitted the big denial that he made just before that there's no access media. Okay, there's access media. Everybody knows you got to do it if you want to be in the business and all that sort of well, thing. Uh, he's just you just like, admitted it, and no. so a good work on Nerd Roddick for uh, capturing well, this. That is. Otherwise, I never would have known about it. So it's I'm stealing his thunder here for for my show, but it's an important aspect to show here that here's one of these guys who uh, is, is reviewing films and whatnot, and just admits that yeah, they're kind of bsing. But interestingly enough, of course. It continues. What? 
This weird stuff that comes out, people will say, well, the true bash, you know, the bastions of truth you can find on YouTube. No, pretty much. Yeah, not true. Here's what I would say. If you <laughs> want, if you truly, truly, if you're, if again, the attitude, which I understand, which is that they want critics and people, interviewers, people that are working in the industry to hold each other accountable to try and make it, you know, and look, if you want to support that, uh, hey, great. Sounds great to me. There you go. Absolutely hold people accountable for those things where you really can see that, you know, if where there's an actual sense, where, not where you're actively trying to prove a thing. Right. You say, I don't like this person, so I'm going to look for evidence to prove that they're a shill. Don't do that. That doesn't help anybody. That's not how the scientific method works. Right. Uh-huh. Well, scientific method would require empirical data and whatnot. And when you can uh, point to, uh, uh, say, uh, an admission in a podcast where you just pretty much describe the methods by which access media works and admit to it, then that's pretty damn scientific because it's your own words that you engage in this activity. <sighs> I, you know, because I mean, when a when the when the divide is that wide, that right off the bat is your first clue between audience and critics uh, to where whether or not this movie is really any good or not. And I can tell you one thing: I don't. It doesn't matter how much of the army of critics think a movie is great when the audience doesn't. That movie is done. It doesn't make any money, and uh, whatever franchise you wanted to come out of it. Even more so is a problem, even if the movie does manage to make a profit, but the returns are so bad and the negativity you're getting from it, and then you want to shut off any ability to even uh, mention this, just, uh, you suckered them in and they, you got their money. And, and they, but you don't know how angry and mad they are. So when the second movie comes out, Hey, nobody shows up. So you really do need the data. Of people saying, yeah, I went in, I thought it would be cool, but it was absolute crap, uh, don't see the movie, what have you. So uh, you eliminate these uh, avenues of data at your peril. Uh, so the, uh, the score given by professional critics who want to have access to people from studios and, what, and that sort of thing, uh, for the purposes of their sites and having information and getting leaks and stuff about what's on the the docket for what films are going to be working on and all that kind of stuff. All those doors close when they don't like you anymore and you're not giving them a positive boost for their, for their films, then, uh, then you're compromised. It's as simple as that. And they would say in the YouTube, you get some amount of truth. Yeah, of course there's people on YouTube who don't, who are saying a bunch of crap. That's not true. Well, that's on the viewer to discern that when they're not giving you any evidence or whatnot. But when they're just giving you their opinion of this movie is no good. And then there's all these other critics saying it is. Uh, that's a very simple thing to point out. And that's all that is as well. And when you understand when it's just some guy with a YouTube channel who's never going to be doing interviews with Brie Larson or the like, uh, then he's got nothing to lose. So he's just telling you, yeah, I didn't like the movie. The end. Whereas you've got all these other people saying, no, it's great and it's wonderful. Well, why is it? And that's another thing about these criticisms. You go and there's not much depth to them. This is fantastic. This is great for feminism. This is the, the kitty was cute. That tells you absolutely nothing and is so much of that and 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 it's so the idea that he's got some great point here that he's making he's just undercutting himself again and again here 
especially when he's already admitted <laughs> to the concept of access media and say, yeah, it's fine. That's how it's done. <laughs> uh, there's no disagreement here then. I'll be honest. Like you're right, Danny. Like I agree with you. We've all been in a position where we've had to play ball with with a corporation or something in the interest of a movie or TV show, whatever. But I have never known personally, and this is in 20 years of working in digital media, someone to softball a review, like a straight up review. I am no. reviewing this movie. I am reviewing I've this thing. I've never in met the a single soul of, who's ever been paid off right. this thing. It does. It's not. It doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, paid off. <laughs> What does it happen? That's not the that's not the scenario here. You've uh, already uh, admitted to uh, this, and now they're going to go back and deny it again. With the caveat of I've never known anyone who was paid. Yeah, they're not paid. They're not. They don't write them a check or send them some cash. Yeah, but they give them access, which you did admit to. Well, and so there you have it now come yeah, on i mean so this is not an honest source oh no on, on whether or not the very simple aspect of, was this a good movie you know was it in the it was it similar to the other well, marvel movies can you make those comparisons blah 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 all that stuff and give it honestly say well they tried to do this but they don't get there that kind of thing you could get and and there are professional critics who will do that and you can see them, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes and all that Metacritic and whatnot. And you can re- uh, re- uh, read the reviews as they stipulate it. The thing about Captain Marvel was a lot of the positive reviews weren't that positive. What? I mean, they gave it high scores and then they went on about, well, there's some weaknesses and stuff. And then you well, combine that with the negative ones, right? it gives you more of the honest picture of that's just not all that. Oh, that, I disagree. You know? It's wonderful. But, uh, but this idea that, he's all mad about the criticisms he received and they're praising Rotten Tomatoes for dropping Good for you, a Rotten yes Tomatoes. or no question. Well. <laughs> and, and again, this and it, 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 lots of media outlets were reporting on this erroneously to say that this was review bombing and that it was some sort of scheme and going well, on and was. all this stuff. So take it all away, uh, you know, good. from the riffraff. And that asshole here going on about it. Good. They shouldn't have it. You well, know, he's right. All, because they're going to abuse it by disagreeing with it, my it, viewpoint. They did. You know, and it's just. What, well, <laughs> yeah. 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 So. And then here, and then admit to the access media, and then immediately well, deny it again. Uh, so this is the problem: dishonesty. Oh, dishonest no. people, even to themselves, oh, as demonstrated in this discourse, uh, captured by Gary Buchler from Nerdrotic. Once again, thanks goes to Nerdrotic. Whoever that is. All right, we got to wrap this up. I would like to thank everyone who uh, tuned in. And do be sure to, uh, well, you know, subscribe to the show on iTunes. That helps leave a, a little a comment and whatnot. And then that's always helpful. And also, uh, check out the Nelson store at zazzle.com for all kinds of goodies there t shirts, hats, stickers, mugs, you know, cool stuff like that, posters, whatnot. And, uh, also my, uh, poor man mystery science theater. Uh, treatment of old sci-fi and horror movies at sellfi.com slash nailsin. N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. Wherefore, you can get a full movie for a buck seventy-five, and then a short film for 90 cents. So it's just that simple, and it helps out your pal, Mr. Nailsin. It sure does. In the meantime, you can keep up with more Nailsin stuff at my YouTube channel, where I review shows and uh, movies and stuff like that. Most notably here recently, 
uh, the Orville and Star Trek Discovery. That last Star Trek Discovery episode was probably almost their best they've done so far. Of course, they figure out a way to screw it up. So check those out. And uh, eventually, I guess I'm going to actually sit down and watch Captain Marvel. But by then, you would have seen it, too. So yeah, and I'll put a video out or I'll talk about it here. Who knows? Whatever. But anyway, for the purposes of editorial, the Sci-Fi Wire podcast, which was uh, called Who Won the Week, uh, was hosted by Danny Roth. I think he was the main speaker here. And his co-host was Sci-Fi Wire's contributing editor, Karma Horn, and Sci-Fi Wire's editor-in-chief, Adam uh, Swiderski, I believe is how you pronounce it. So uh, those were mostly that Adam guy, I think, was like <laughs> just a bigger a-hole. Uh, the main guy was just flat-out dishonest. Sorry, but you were. And then you, and you contradict yourself and you're completely unaware of it. But anyway, that was, uh, the guys who had that discussion. And, uh, besides Nerd Roddick, there is a Bounding in Comics article on it by John Trent. Uh, so you can check that out as well. So again, thank you for listening. Had to cut this one short because again, still struggling with the damage done by the flu. Uh, yeah, that's the reason why Red Neckerton wasn't here. That is harder to do his voice or he's on a trucking run. How about that? That's bad. Yeah, he was unavailable <laughs> for this episode. So hopefully Red can return soon uh, when these vocal cords are back to full force. Again, thank you for listening. We'll do it again soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, whatever. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go out and watch Captain Marvel. Do it for women. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Reboot is sent signal again. Yeah, well, we don't even know what this is. Fury did. Just do it, please. Tell me the second you get a signal. I want to know who's on the other end of that thing. Where's Theory?